Not everything metal was created equal. What an ugly thing to say. The Metal Sucks Podcast. Shiggity Chuck and Godless attempt to bring order to chaos or just make stupid jokes about dumb people. Stupid. A person below normal intelligence. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast. Greetings and salutations, my fine metal friends. Welcome to another edition of the Metal Sucks Podcast. How you doing? I'm Chickity Chuck. I am godless. And this is your weekly examination of all things metal or something uh, to that respect. (laughs) How how you doing over there? You okay? You feeling rough? I can't do that. Oh, man. I can't. I try. What were you trying to do? Yeah, just a death metal growl. growl? No, no, no. It's just not you, man. I, I, I well, that and also we're hacking off the, the, the 70,000 tons of metal. We just got back from the uh, cruise ship and, oh, boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> oh, man. It was uh, quite quite a long-ass trip, man. It was, it was pretty crazy. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Just a but, little. But uh, we want to save all that mainly for probably a special episode or something like that because we, we talked to a few bands on there. The press situation was in, was <laughs> left a little bit to be desired. Well, no, I was well. No, it was. All, I disagree with it. It, 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 it was a yeah. It was it was an interesting approach. There was some shotgun stuff that happened and didn't happen, and yeah, yeah some craziness. But uh, on this episode, we were talking to uh, Zach Wild of uh, Black Label Society, which is uh, he's uh, such an awesome dude, man. We didn't really tear into football too much nope. you know, when we talked to him because if you if you start a football conversation with Zach Wild, it doesn't end, right? Because he's that kind of guy, and I could have that conversation with him. But we also, but we did tear into Pantera a little bit. We did. We we talked a little bit about Pantera, which I thought that was uh, kind of an interesting, mm, interesting thought process by the man, <laughs> uh, to say the least. He's not showing his cards, or maybe he doesn't have any cards uh, to who show. Knows? I don't know. But we also talk about that. We talk about the fact that he's got a two-year-old child and a twenty-two-year-old child, or a twenty-one. Yeah, like <clears throat> there are twenty years difference between. Uh, his kids, which is insane. Totally. I don't know. I don't know. There's got to be something wrong with that dude. No it's, way. It was, I don't think I could even think. I, I don't even want to think about that. That's a, <laughs> that's like awful uh, to think about. But uh, what else were we going to talk? Oh, we were going to talk about uh, this article that was on the MTV gu- uh, Guy Code thing with, uh, hey, guess what? There's ladies at metal shows. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, yeah. Because that... Uh, that sounds interesting. <laughs> so something we could definitely dig into. And then we got uh, songs by. Oh, uh, we're gonna do one uh, for off the new Black Label Society, uh, uh. Catacombs of the Black Vatican. Yeah, there you go. And uh, something from Within Temptation on the show this week. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter. I'm at Bearded Ape, and you are at Godless Speaks. Yes, because we tweet. We were we were absent from everything last week while we were out on the ship because it, that no was no internet. That was by far the craziest thing for me uh, out of all of it. Was <laughs> the fact really? that i was disconnected from everything <laughs> there is not one moment in my life that i am disconnected from everything ever yeah. i always have email i always have twitter i always have some the facebook something so that i can communicate and find out what was going on we th- we toyed with the idea of starting some vicious rumor on the boat <laughs> about something crazy because nobody on the boat would have any idea except for that dude that paid 200 dollars for the two minutes worth of internet <laughs> that you can get on there and, and we, we decided against it. Yeah, I'm already emotionally disconnected from everything, so it didn't feel that weird to me oh, to be man. communication-wise disconnected. I don't know. It's something, it makes me feel weird 
weird not knowing what the hell's going on. And I'm not even talking about like what's going on in the world. I'm talking about like I want to know what my buddy ate for dinner. Yeah. You know, I if I if I don't know if he had lasagna or if he had uh, had pizza, I don't know. I want to know these things. Yeah. I need to know what tacos you ate for dinner. I feel completely disconnected. I got to say though, the 70,000 tons of metal the, you know, it should replace the entire Make-A-Wish Foundation because you don't need to have some little kid running around San Francisco, shut down the whole city, throw that little kid on that boat, <laughs> and his dreams have come true. No. That is a... Not, th- th- no, no, that's that's only certain dreams come true. Can you imagine was, a bunch of like cancer-stricken kids, bald kids, walking <laughs> around the boat, man? You wouldn't know. Their dreams are coming f- through. They, can, they would they, have a great time. I know that for sure. They could totally have a great time. They'd be like, die in peace now. I'm good to go. But see, I was thinking, I was talking about it with uh, with the old lady when we got back, and, uh, and basically, you know, she would have had a terrible time, would have hated it. Oh. Every second of it would not have... Yes. I mean, it would have been not even a place for her to relax uh, on nope. that thing and there there's no there would there was be be no point man yeah. no point at all but it is sort of disappointing getting back to like regular life now i uh, first of all i, I still uh, I, I the water feels choppier now than it ever was <laughs> on the boat i don't know about you but i've been you know waving and uh, a little bit a little bit here and there yeah and, and not then too bad uh, uh, yeah, just I'm I'm borderline depressed. <laughs> I am officially depressed. There's no borderline. It was there. so freaking fun that now that I'm back and reality has returned, I just uh, uh, and I haven't even gone back to work yet. You know, <laughs> see, I already went. I already went back to work. See, this is what yeah, I do. You got a fun job. I went back to work already. I've already been back there. I did. I I almost went to a show. I almost went to a. Did I did. I was about. I was about five seconds away from go, from splitting and going to another show. And I was like, you know what? Oh, <sighs> I'm going to think better of this. I need to not. I can no, no. I, we, I can't do it. I, I, I almost did. This, these guys were giving me shit about it and and coming to a show, but I just couldn't. Twenty four show. Twenty four bands I saw perform. Six of them twice. In the course of four days. And the only other time I've ever done anything like that that's been that sort of massive is South by Southwest. And I mean, yeah. South by Southwest, you, I've seen, I think, I've never actually put a count to it before, but I've probably seen at least 100 bands in four days. Ooh, you know, at, at least, because when you're starting at 10 a.m. and you're going till yeah. 3, 4 a.m., you just can't not see them. Well, that's what know? was it's, happening on the ship. Yeah, I know. And that's the thing is that it's just so crazy. I just, ugh, it's unbelievable and we were i think we, we talked about this while we were on the ship surprised that there were as few americans on the ship as there are i mean granted that was, it, sort it was of number one odd. population but it's only about 25 percent. yeah so when you add up it's that 75 percent non-americans yeah it was sort of weird a lot, yeah, you, a lot of other languages being spoken you go to talk to somebody you got to ask if they speak english yeah. first it was fun uh, having several different conversations with people from all over the world yeah until you brought up a religion again and that's yeah. just <laughs> <laughs> oh come on they Damn were it. into it i guess so sure they were uh, and the other guy brought up the nazism i didn't bring up no, the german brought up nazis no, i didn't no, bring no. up nazis. you were you were poking you, you were poking everything man i don't know what the hell's going on but it was cool meeting some people from dallas and uh you know this is like there's some we met people at the show before the show kind of thing yep. uh, uh that that actually listen to the podcast yeah. and and uh we're from dallas texas so there was a texas contingency as well so that was kind of fun uh, to check to check all that stuff out, man. Yeah. It was good times, but we'll we'll get in. We'll, we're talking too much about it now. I want, I really want to. Yeah. We'll just encapsulate that into a whole episode. Yeah, because uh, we talked about. Uh, 
we don't really have time to get into the, some of the topics we decided we, we were coming up with while we were on the boat. So we'll, we'll involve that all in one sort of thing. I think, I think you it. were right. You were saying on the boat that what we need to do next year is get those little mics that we just pinned to our shirt. Cause I think we talked like almost nonstop. Oh, four we, days. we could have. Yeah. We, we basically <laughs> did enough content for the year. Four days worth of podcast. <laughs> we just post all that crap. Up. Yeah. You know, and also, I just want to hear all the comments about your pink shirt. <laughs> that way, I can that, that that shirt there—that's very crazy. So, if you were on the boat and you didn't uh, uh, recognize us, yeah, yeah. You, you probably did. But yeah, you uh, did, but you didn't realize it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that guy that you didn't want to come anywhere near, you thought was going to turn you in for bringing that booze on the boat. Uh-huh. That, yeah, that's that, that's uh, godless that over there. Me. That's good time. You watch though next year, the trend, the like trend is going to be business casual. I, I just don't buy it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, I'm not. I'm not going there. I'm not going there uh, yeah. at all. But we need to get into our interview with uh, Zach Wild. See, look at my voice. This is what happened. <laughs> oh, bro, yeah. We need to get into our interview with Zach Wild and uh, of the Black Label Society. A new album from Zach Wild is coming out. I think in April called Catacombs of the Black Vatican. And the new singles out on iTunes. If you haven't checked it out, we'll listen to that here in a little bit after we talk to the legendary Zach Wild on the Metal Sucks podcast. Hey, Chuck, what are you doing, man? Hey, what's going on there, brother? Ah, nothing, brother. Just hanging out, getting ready for the uh, Black Label Media Blitzkrieg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they said you were stuck in traffic, man. I was like, that, 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 I hear that that's like hell now up there in Jersey and New York right now. So No, that actually wasn't that bad. We just had to yeah. stop off because I needed some eyeliner and some rouge and some <laughs> lipstick. <laughs> that's really, we never, we had, there was no traffic, man. Gotta, gotta, get, <laughs> gotta, get, prepped, uh, gotta get prepped for all the, the glorious TV that you're doing today? No. I just love wearing eyeliner, rouge, and lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with anything except the fact that I love it. <laughs> oh, right on, man. You're on the uh, Metal Sucks podcast with uh, I'm Chuck and uh, Godless is over there. Uh, we, hey, Zach. We, uh, happy birthday, dude. You just had a birthday, man. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> I congratulated my liver for making it to 47 <laughs> years old. Uh, that would have, in black label, that would be in dog years. So my liver's about 638 years old. <laughs> say, how do you celebrate your birthday nowadays, man? I just say a prayer and thank God that I'm still here. That's <laughs> what I, I do every day when I get up. I just right. check and see if I'm still breathing. And, you know, I haven't had, you know, between the, the three or two, four heart attacks I have through the night, between the uh, 100 milligrams of Viagra I'm on, you know, it's just like, <laughs> and then my feet go numb, and then I just, you know, everything comes around. I have a cup of Valhalla Java, and then off with the day, and then clean the dog run, and, and then, you know, noodle on the fiddle some more. Uh, so how you feeling, man? You doing you doing pretty good these days, man? I know that the, it was years ago, but you had a little bit of health scare. You feeling healthy these days? Well, yeah, no, I just we I just had uh, blood clots in my leg, and I was just like, you know, I was just like, you know, I don't know from like my leg was killing me, like the back of my knee and everything like that. And I was just like trying to think of like what Irish tavern we were in. And I was doing like David Lee Roth splits off the bar <laughs> last night or something. I, you know, like going whatever whatever black label comedy we were doing the night before so i was just like brushing it off like yeah whatever you know pour some beer on it and then we'll be better you know you just black label patting up and you know until there's a until there's a bone protruding you just keep rolling and then even even when there's a bone protruding the rest of the fellows will go hey shirley you're on stage in 10 minutes you know what i mean i your dress up it's time to go but i mean uh no, so it kept going, you know, it was going on for about a, a week or so, and then it was closing in on uh, two weeks. I said, you know what, man, we had like a 
we had a 24-hour drive coming up in the submarine, so I just I was like, let's just go to the doctor and just check this out, or you know whatever. So we went to the emergency room and they gave me one of those, uh, you know those uh, sound scans that yeah, they, yeah. you know when you're pregnant or whatever on your old lady. So it's just like they uh, they did it on my leg, and the guy goes, oh yeah, he goes, you got like three blood clots. You got one behind your knee, going one going into your calf, and then you have like another one down there, like going into your heel or whatever. I said, oh, I said, well, whatever. I, I you know, it was hysterical because we go to the doctor and I go, I'm there with the immortal beloved, and she's just like, um, well, you know, because she was just like going, please, he's got to stop drinking sooner or later, right? So it's got to end sooner or later. He goes, my issue forgets that I'm Irish, German, and Dutch, so you know, it's kind of built into the DNA. So the yeah. whole thing is, uh, I just go, um, I go, Doc, I thought you get these when you're like 90 years old. I go, I go he goes, well, no, Zach. He goes, you get it if you're, you know, truck drivers get it, airplane pilots get it. He goes, if you're just stationary at one point, and I just say, oh, wow, and he just goes, uh, and I'm just thinking, I go, well, I work out, I'm on stage, and, you know, I said, I'm moving around, cleaning the dog run, doing what I gotta do, and he just goes, uh, then I was just thinking about it, I said, well, I'm sitting down on the submarine, I go, I'm practicing, and when I'm behind the piano, I'm sitting down, then when we're at the pub, I'm sitting down, then when we're back playing the piano, I'm sitting down, then when we're back at the pub, I'm sitting down. Then when we stay at the pub, I'm sitting down. So I go, no. Okay, so there is a lot of sitting down going on. I, I just go, uh, he goes, well, Zach, did your parents have this genetically? I, I go, I don't know. I can't answer that. I said, my, uh, both my folks were up in God's tavern. He just goes, well, Zach, I don't know how to say this, but uh, if, you did, if you had this genetically through your parents, he goes, all your years of drinking by thinning your blood may have saved your life. And I go to the bar, I go, see, drinking <laughs> is good for something. <laughs> but needless to say, that was the, uh, that was the end of the drinking days. But, you know, so I go, well, Doc, I go, can I, uh, does that mean I have to, like, chill out on the drink? And he goes, well, I wouldn't recommend chilling. I, I, Zach, I mean, if you drink the way you're telling me you and the fellows drink, he goes, all I'm saying is this. If you go down to Hooters to watch Monday Night Football and you're berserking the way you tell me this is like every day for you, and he goes, uh, I go, he goes, put it this way, I hope this is the best Hooters you've ever been in because it'll be the last. He goes, he goes, <laughs> when you hit the can to go to the bathroom, he goes, blood will be coming out of orifices in your body you didn't even know existed. I go, I just, I go, okay, well, uh, I guess that's the end of that. <laughs> so, yeah, right. So it was next, yeah. So, uh, yeah, but anyway, so, but but any of the guys, I remember I was sitting there with this one woman, she goes, well, you know, if you're going to stop drinking, Zach, you know, it's good to have a good support team around you. And I said, oh, yeah, I got a swell support group around me, <laughs> Delta. And I go, this between Blue Tarski, D-Day, and everybody like that, I go, because all the fellows are like, well, Zach, look at it this way, man. You lost, you know, we lost a drinking partner. But we, uh, we gained a designated driver, Jackass. We'll be down at the Irish pub. Come pick us up in about four hours. Man. So yeah, so the fellas are swell. I love them. Yeah, supportive, <laughs> totally. Did you did you have to like make any changes of crew or anything like that just to get rid of somebody who couldn't take it? No, I, the, the guys still do their thing, and everybody still does their thing. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go to a bar and like flip the bar over just because everyone else is having a good time. They're gonna be like, "Hey, jerk off, get out of here." You know what I mean? Who uh, you know? But the whole thing is, no, it doesn't bother me at all. all right. I put it this way: I, I know some of my buddies couldn't even fathom the thought of stepping into a bar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or or even drinking. 
you know, a non-alcoholic beer, forget about it. They'll be they'll be snorting crack and shooting heroin in about like two seconds. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, it's just it's not so much a gateway; it's just a an excuse to get back on the wagon. Well, heroin's not bad for blood clots, is it? <laughs> no, it's actually you know, well, especially if you're using the sugar-free one because it also has to go to your thighs. <laughs> sugar-free crack cocaine. Uh, it's the best hey, ever, listen, man. I, at least I'm taking health first. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you want to be th- you want to be svelte. You don't want to gain too much weight, man. No, you know? no, because that's when you just go, hey, look at, I cut out white bread, and I also am down to sugar-free crack cocaine now, okay? <laughs> <laughs> they really got to legalize it. Yeah, right, no kidding. <laughs> Uh, dude, so let's see. Uh, where, where do we start with you, man? You get such a it's such an amazing history, brother. I was looking at. Is it really been twenty five years since you started? Since you like really began playing with Ozzy? Yeah, I guess you know. No rest for the work. It was twenty five years ago. That's amazing, man. Yeah, it's pretty funny, man. I mean, you know, I mean, me and JD were you know we were just talking about when we were working on working on a new record. It was you know it's going to be four years ago since we worked on Order of the Black, and then you know we had the home studio the guest house converted into the studio and then you know obviously made it the black vatican so mm-hmm. the whole thing is you know that's when we made the we recorded the first album you know we broke it in and uh the whole thing is now we're making the second album i was like dude that was like four years ago and i'm you know and then also my kids are you know our kids are 21 20 11 and then the little guy sabbath page he's fourth of july baby so he'll be two on the fourth of july so you know but i would just i you know when I look at the older two, I remember when they were just like him. You know what I mean? Just, uh, you know, rolling around like a, you know, it's just like your drunk buddies that you got to keep an eye on so mm-hmm. they don't walk out into traffic. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it's just like how time flies. And even even my pops, before, you know, dad passed away, it was just because he was 89, he was World War II vet, D Day, Omaha Beach, all nine yards. Like when he'd sit around talking when he was like 85, he just goes, I, he goes, like World War II to him seemed like he goes, it doesn't seem that long ago. He was like, I can't believe it's, you know, 60 years ago. What You know, he was just like, to him, you know, because the, the pops wasn't walking around with a walker and all that other stuff. So, I mean, he was, he'd go about his business and doing, he was working up until the day he passed away. So, I mean, uh, yeah, it just, it's amazing how time flies. You know what I mean? Was he one of those guys who never told you the stories? Or did- um, No, he, he would tell him, you know. I mean, when he uh, when Pops went into like Auschwitz and stuff, he said all the roads were like paved white. And he was like, "Man, what's a, why are the roads white?" You know, when they were all rolling in with the tanks and everything like that, and it was it was all the ashes from the bodies. Oh Jesus! So yeah, I mean, Dad was over there with that. You know, uh, met General Patton once the, the whole time when they were over there, and you know, he said he, they'd been out in the field for like six weeks fighting. <laughs> he said when they were in, back in the barracks, like Patton was going ballistic because they were all filthy, dirty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he just goes, you know, we've been getting shot at for the last six weeks, <laughs> killing Nazis. <laughs> like, he was, he didn't have any of it, though. Like, he was, like, beyond piss. He goes, this is embarrassing. You guys are like the Cleveland Browns. Clean up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that a lot of those dudes, uh, you know, they'll either tell you all the stories or tell you none of them. Like, they don't want to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, no, my, my boss would tell him, but, he, you know, he would just, we would just laugh because when he'd see, like, you know, psychiatry and this and that and you know the whole evolution of it you know and stuff like that my dad goes he goes we never had any of that you're like my, my dad like he goes dude we never had the dentist i mean even my dad to the end i remember sitting there with my wife barbara and we're in the house and dad's got a pair of pliers a wrench and he just got he's just like heating it over the flame at the on the stove and you know because he'd be walking around the house smelling like ambisol all the time <laughs> 
I kid you not. We're like, Dad, just go to the dentist. He's like, ah, I'm fine, I'm fine, don't worry about it. Also, next thing you know, he just goes, he's got a wrench, and Barb's watching him with a, a wrench, oh, putting it on the burner, heating it up, I guess, sterilizing it, I guess. And then he just walks into the bathroom and you're and then he comes out and he's like, oh, I feel better now. And he's got the whole friggin' tooth, the roots, and the whole nine yards. Ripped it right out of his head, man. And I go like this, he goes, ah, now I can get back to working on the car. Yeah, right. <laughs> just, I mean, but like my dad was like, he goes, oh, you... Do you, are your feelings hurt? Do you have nightmares, <laughs> you know, about the war and this and that? And, you know, my dad's just like, I don't have time for feelings or worrying about how He goes, i got to get a job, man. <laughs> you know, I mean, he, he said, but, you know, that World War II generation were hard as nails, man. I mean. Yeah, so how did he put up with you just sitting around playing guitar all the time? <laughs> that's what he said. He goes, but he would just go, you know, with me, he just goes, great, Hitler, D-Day. Now this. <laughs> what, what was I, a Satanist in my last life? <laughs> it seems like it's, ah, well, you know, what What the hell's happened to us, man? We're all soft now. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, every, yeah, everything's got to be. Well, <laughs> It's got to be the way it is. Right. Uh, you know, but, it, it, it is what it is, man. I mean, but, you know, I, I put it this way. I think, you know, when the rally cry calls, everybody bonds together and everything will be fine. How does that work with the with the kids, man? I mean, where, where do you start with that, bringing them up? Did, did your kids know? I guess your older kids knew your dad, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's definitely cool. I mean, no, but I mean, our kids, you know, just, uh, I mean, we're blessed. I mean, our, our kids, you know, they, uh, we've never had to tell them, you know, anything i mean you know as far as you know like as far as getting in trouble you know it's just like usually you shouldn't rob a bank or like <laughs> you know do things like that because that 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 does that's jail time and usually that you know kind of cuts into if you want to rule the world and have nice things yeah <laughs> you know so yeah we haven't had to you know they get you know the kids work hard they work their ass off they're all in college you know the older two and they you know they bust their ass so uh no, it's, you know, but actually none of them play music. Though. I mean, well, actually, our, our Hendrix plays uh, music. He's just jamming on a piano and everything. Because everybody always asks, oh, do your kids play music or whatever? You know, but it's like with Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, like with his kids, it's like, oh, you into bodybuilding? They're like, no, we're into Doritos and a Lazy Boy recliner. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's like, that's what our dad did. You know what I mean? It's like, no, I we're not really into lifting weights. So, I mean, no, you know, I don't push... The music thing, even though you know we got the we got the Black Vatican up there, we got guitars in there, you got amps, you got drums, piano. I mean, you can make records in there. So, but you know, because me and JD always say, dude, could you imagine if we had this thing when we were like sixteen years old? We'd never we'd never leave, dude. You know. So, uh, but no, it's you know, I mean, it'd be like Arnold Schwarzenegger having a full weight room at his house, like a gym on the property, uh, you know, complete powerhouse gym out there, and, and the kids are like. If you're not into it, you're not into it. You know what I mean? Because I mean the whole, I mean the whole thing about being a parent is you just gotta. My parents never pushed me into anything. When I was playing football, they supported me all the time. When I was playing baseball, supported me all the time. And then when I found music, and that's you know I started practicing ten, twelve hours a day, and I was just like, this is what I want to do with my life. They supported me when I was doing that. You know, what I mean, my dad, mom and dad, you know, they were Sinatra. You know, that was their thing. and you know, But I'd be playing Dad like Hendrix doing the national anthem. He's like, wow, that's coming all out of one guy. Huh? I was like, yeah, you know. So, you know, and they listened to it. And then obviously the best was when they'd be going to the Aussie concerts. When I first got the gig with the boss, it's just like they're coming down to the show dressed like they're going to a Sinatra concert. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that Brendan Byrne arena. And the best was this one, like the security guy goes, uh, 
do you have a pass? You know, like their backstage <laughs> pass. He goes, oh, yeah, look at us. Do you think we'd come to this place if our kid wasn't playing here? You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, oh yeah, they look like normal, usual Aussie. <laughs> you know, Aussie Satanists coming down to the big rock show. You know what I mean? I said, oh, you got to be kidding me, man. But uh, they had to be uh, like you know, so I mean, but, you know, proud of you, though. Yeah, but I mean, no, no, they they definitely dug it, man, without a doubt. Yeah, because that's—I mean—that's a—that's a huge and a quick step for you. I mean, you—you you pretty much jumped jumped in at a early age, man. No, it was like right out of high school, and then you know I went to you know some people go to Penn State, some people go to Ohio State or USC. I went to Ozzy Osbourne University. I <laughs> <laughs> majored majored in beer and Crown Royal. I was in that curriculum's a little bit different. Yeah. Oh, it was Delta, baby. <laughs> so, so does uh, do, do your kids obsess about anything the way that you obsessed about guitar? Um, well, our, our oldest boy, Ozzy's the godfather of him. He's he's J Man studying to be a doctor right now. He's out, out in UCLA medical and stuff like that. Wow. And then you know the little guy, uh, he's just jamming on the piano and everything like that. I mean, you know, he's always on the computer doing stuff like that, hanging jamming with his friends on vid games or whatever. But I, you know, I don't. The thing is with me, like even when. I, when I was like that age, you know, it was just electric football all the time, you know what I mean? And then hanging with my buddies and stuff like that. And then when I actually, when I, you know, right first year of high school was when, that's when I just like pretty much dedicated my life. Right? I just said, this is what I'm, this is what I'm going to do. My life, you know what I mean? It, that, with the first year of high school, I said, I'm, this is what I'm going to do. So, you know, that's when it turned into 10, 12, you know, 16 hours a day, just jamming, practicing scales, the whole nine yards. So, you know, like you said, as, as a parent, I mean, you can only introduce, introduce your kids to this stuff. And, I mean, the, the whole secret to life is, man, you got to find, just find what you love and just drive it into the ground. And I did when I found beer as well. So, I mean, but the whole thing is, uh, <laughs> you know, but 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 it really is the truth, man. <clears throat> I mean, you gotta you got to find what you love doing and just, I mean, if you can make a living doing it, I mean, that's it's just win-win. Yeah, that's even better. <laughs> it's like, what? You can enjoy it and, and have a career? Exactly. Yeah. You can play video games, you know, all day long, and, and then find out how to turn it into, uh, you know, a league. So then you have the Madden League, and then there's money involved with it. There you go. Now you can play vids and make money all day long. Zach, did you say that your kids range from 21 to 2? Uh, yeah, well, he's not even 2 yet. Wow. Um, how old is uh, Savage? I always have to tell everybody, you know, when me and Barbara together, and, you know, we have, you know, they have our oldest, and we have the little guy who's just like, I've been here for the whole ride. <laughs> Usually it's like, yeah, you know, when, when there's 20, I mean, you know, 20 year difference between the kids. But I mean, the whole thing is, uh, growing up, our next door neighbors are Smiths. They, me and Scotty, Scott was the youngest and he was, he was my buddy. He, uh, so when we were like 12 years old, his oldest brother was 44 years old. They had 11, they had 11 kids. They had six boys, five girls. And, uh, and the funniest thing is, because everybody goes, and it was all out of Mrs. Smith. That wasn't like two, four different yeah. marriages and all that stuff. That's just Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and they had 11 kids. And we were just laughing. We go like this. So everybody always says, they go, were they Catholic? And it's just <laughs> always, says, it's always, why, yes, they were. Yeah. As a matter of fact, <laughs> they were. Yeah. Exactly. But, I mean, it's just like, uh, yeah, the age difference in them was insane. But we were just laughing because, you know, our oldest daughter, because it's uh, we have our daughter and then three boys. So I mean, the whole thing is, uh, it's when she's you know when the, the two oldest ones, Ray and uh, Jesse John Michael, when they're 
back if they're walking around with the little guy. Obviously, you know, people are going to think it's their kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, it's just like, yeah, when you're when he's 20 years old, they're going to be in their 40s, you know, which is actually pretty cool, though. When you hit the reset button like that with the with the youngest, I mean, is it like doing it all over again, or do you have a totally different perspective on it? No, it's it's definitely cool. I mean, I you know, I remember when they were all that little, you know what I mean? And it's yeah. just like how hysterical they were. So, I mean, it's just, uh, no, I, I, I love it. I, I think it's awesome, man. Without a doubt. <laughs> uh, except for the diapers. <laughs> yeah, that takes two seconds, man. <laughs> Take it, throw it in my protein powder, and then make a protein shake out of it. <laughs> <laughs> done and done, man. <laughs> You've got so much stuff going on. I mean, uh, Catacombs of the uh, Black Vatican is coming out in April. Uh, so you got a new record that's coming out in April. You're going to be doing a, what is this uh, Evening with Zach Wild thing that I keep reading about? Oh, it's kind of like, you know, it's a black label version. of like Storytellers Gone yeah. Wrong meets George Carlin. You know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, you know, we get out and jam. I mean, it's it's cool because, uh, you know, we just wheel out with, um, we have Dario, our new guitar player. He's going to come out with me. And then uh, and we bring the piano out and two acoustics and, we jam a bunch of tunes, and then I'll read some stuff out of the sacred parchment of stupidity of the Black Label Bible, you know, bringing metal to the children. And, you know, talk about the comedy that's in that thing, you know, and then, uh, and the ridiculousness of the music business. So then uh, then we'll get back to doing a little bit more jamming, and then, you know, and uh, and off we go. But, you know, it's, just, it's a great way to just hang with our Black Label family. It's like a little black little family gathering and then you know uncle zach tells some stories and then off we roll i mean you you're you're hanging in new jersey you're dealing with sharon you're a musician how do you remain a nice guy through all that 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 sounds like impossible Uh, i mean whenever we always look at this stuff i mean because ozzy's the coolest dude on the planet so like whenever any of these clowns would be acting like rock stars you know it's just like and they they they're not even you know a pimple on on ozzy's ass and I, i mean it would just be like got to be kidding me yeah what a tool so i mean the, the whole thing is whenever you run into those guys either knew them in high school where you go dude if this dude had one ounce of fame you know he's just going to be end up being the biggest because he's already a tool now right mm-hmm. and then you just by adding any adding any uh fame it just all it does is just it just magnifies what's already what's already exists anyways you know what i mean I mean, it's, you know, I mean, you're going to be who you are. You put it this way: you either have a work ethic, or you don't have a work ethic, and you're either a tool or you're not a tool. You know what I mean? So it just doesn't matter how famous you get or what, how much money you have, or anything like that. If you're a clown, you're going to be one anyways. You know what I mean? But you have a reputation for being like the dude who is cool with everybody. Yeah, well, why wouldn't you be? You know what I mean? Well, because <laughs> it's rare. Well, so yeah, so many people aren't. Yeah, but, I mean, but you know, <clears throat> I, I mean, I'm. I'm I dig hanging out with people and talking, whether it's, you know, sports, music, anything we want to talk about, man, you know, but, uh, but the, you know, I mean, even back down to the drinking, I mean, the reason why, you know, after the gig, we drive, we a day off, we just say, oh, dude, let's go hit a pub, we'd be there all day, just, you know, drinking, meeting some cool people and talking all day, you know what I mean, about everything, so it's just, uh, I just enjoy the whole social thing, you know what I mean, about of that aspect, but I mean, uh, no, I guess, you know, but I mean, you know, but also, yeah, I, I definitely agree, I mean, Put it this way, then you have other people that aren't cut out for it. I mean, you know, you can't make somebody, uh, you know, that's like a shy guy, just, you know, force him to be a people person. If he ain't, it's just like, oh, dude, just 
go back to the hotel and hang out. You know what I mean? Yeah, a lot of people take that the wrong way too. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, just because if, if you you know that's not what you do. I mean, it's not. You, it doesn't mean you're a tool. You know what I mean? Yeah, they just you come off as an asshole just because you don't talk too much or whatever. You know, it's like yeah. But I mean, as as far as the other, you know, the other aspect that you know, if you're a moron, you're going to be a moron whether you have money or not. You know what I mean? It just also does just magnify it a bit. Uh, there's plenty of those out there too, right? <laughs> Without a doubt, <laughs> I'm sure you got a few stories like that out there too. <laughs> oh yes, and and it's a tsunami, man, and and they're not going to stop coming. Eh? They they don't they won't that that model doesn't go out of fashion. <laughs> yeah, right. They just keep building better ones. Yeah, exactly. Well, dude, we heard. All right, so there was an interview that we heard recently with Jason Newstead, and he started a sentence, and I and I wanted to see if I started the same sentence. If you could finish it. Are you cool yeah, with this? Ahead. All right. Yeah, so, so he started with, I've never told this story before, and I'm not sure I should tell it now, but. And then you want me to finish it? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. But my marriage to my wife, Barbara Ann, is real. <laughs> and it's not a front, and the children are actually ours. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was actually able to do that. <laughs> 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 hey, that's a that's pretty impressive, man. It really is. It really is. I actually did play on the uh, Aussie records. <laughs> I, just, I actually did play on the Aussie records, and I married. So, so is so that- wait, I wait. I married to Barbara Ann, <laughs> not Frank or Joe. <laughs> So is that her fault or yours? I mean, I, I mean, usually it's like there's somebody who's able. You can't like both be on the same page completely. No, but I mean, you know, I put it this way. Like any of my friends, you know, we always talk about the Black Label wedding pool. Because we'll have guys that are in the Doom crew and stuff like that, you know, that are like my age. You know, I mean, I'm 47. So any of the guys will be in their 40s and then, or like some of the guys that are like 50s, in the mid, early 50s. And we're like, dude, you think, you know, Joe's ever going to get married or whatever, you know. And then we just have the, the scales of justice, the, the, the pros and the cons of Joe getting married. And it's just like, we know he's set in his ways, so we know that's not going to happen. Like, he likes coming <laughs> and going. He, he wants the companionship and the, you know, the 25-8 access to uh, the Pleasure Dome. We know that. But the whole thing is, when it cuts into her standing in front of the TV while he's watching Monday Night Football, uh, him just wanting to pack up and go wherever he wants, we go, that might put a little... Debbie Downer on that one, you know. So we just got. Mm, I don't see it happening, man. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> I remember. JD just goes, he goes, man, Zach, it's getting to the point, man. Where now? He goes, he goes. Actually, when we're out on the road, he just goes. I don't even want to bring him back to the hotel room, hang out with him all night. He goes, because then I'm strapped up with him like the next day. <laughs> he goes, then I gotta like entertain him, bring him out to lunch, and you know that that could be a light bill right there. You know, I I can't do that. And he goes, then I got to talk with him. You know, he goes, he goes. I just prefer after the, uh, you know, after the gig, she could take care of business. And then it's like, it was nice meeting you. <laughs> 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 I mean, so we were just like, do you say, do you think the marriage pool? Do you think, do you think it's on the horizon for Jay? It's just like, no, I don't think it's going to work out there. <laughs> the pool's you know? dried up. <laughs> yeah, no, because it's like cutting into, it's cutting into fun time, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> but you, but, got, you know, you got, also, also I'll tell my other friends, it's just like, well, I said, you know, I go, you have highs and lows. I go, dude, I go, the way I look at it, whenever, you know, it's just like your favorite baseball team or favorite football team. You know, if it's going through a bad period, you go, all right, well, they had a crappy season. All right, well, 
get some draft picks in here, some free agents, whatever, try and tweak things, and then maybe next season, hopefully next season will be better. So, And usually, eventually, always it'll turn around. So, yeah, I but mean, dude, you know, the Jets... Well, hey, well, put it this way, Rex is. Hey, wait, wait you got a, You got a brand new quarterback. You got, yeah, and Rex is a winner. But let, let's, let's put it this way: I guarantee you, if Rex those two years in the AFC Championship games, I'm a New York Giant guy. But I'll tell you right now, those two years in the AFC Championship games against the Steelers, if he had Peyton Manning as a quarterback, Drew Brees or Captain America Brady over there, the Jets are going to the Super Bowl, and maybe maybe they'd have one or two rings right now. So are you so, tr- are you trying to say that your marriage has been all about convincing Barbara that if she just holds on, there's another Super Bowl coming. What out of that? Well, look at the. I'm a Yankee guy too. I said, look, <laughs> you, get, you know, the '80s were pretty brutal. Ask Donnie baseball. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, the, problem- and the year the year Donnie quits, that's when the Yankees go on their tear. <laughs> but, but the brutal pro- that was. But the problem is, is that you know, if your marriage is is the Yankees, that's an expensive marriage to keep together. <laughs> yes, it is. That's why. Why do you think I'm constantly touring and making records and doing dishes, laundry, getting my makeup? You know, you know, so I can do work at the dance club. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of work involved as well. Yeah. I agree. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Zach, one last question, okay. if you don't mind. Go for so it, why are you not getting this Pantera reunion thing together? Well, that's up to the fellas, man. You're no, 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 no. It's, we all know it's up to so, you. Yeah, what we were talking about is is then okay. So if there's anybody that could that that has got the inside track and and could possibly bring the personalities that are involved together, it'd be the peacemaker. It'd be you. It's you. you. Yeah. Well, without a doubt. I mean, you know, I you know, uh, I could be the United Nations over here of rock, but I mean, the whole thing is. Uh, I mean, the first game of the season <clears throat> with the Giants and the Cowboys because uh, Vincenzo's a huge Cowboy freako. So we went down, you know, went out to Vinny's and then we went to the game and everything like that. And then we were also on uh, the uh, Gigantor and uh, we were rolling together on that one. So, you know, no, I love Vin. You know, he's a brother and we, you know, we roast each other all the time with the, you know, the Cowboys and the Giants and everything like that. And also, uh, I mean, you know, I, I roll with Rex. He's he's a good buddy too, and he's doing the Kill Devil Hill thing, which kicks ass. And I played on their record. And then also, we're going to be rolling with uh, Phil and all the fellas in Down. We're going to be doing some shows with them uh, later on in the year. So I mean, I, I'm buddies with all the guys, and I love them. They're all the, the sweethearts, man. So I mean, the whole thing is, yeah. I mean, if that was ever to come together, obviously, you know, they, you know, me being a pallbearer for Dime and laying them the rest and everything like that. It, like, of course, you like if I. Would, so people are like, would you do it? I'm like, well, there's really no options there, are there? I mean, yeah, you got there it. It's yeah. like, of course I would do it. I said, and you know, an honor dime. I said because all all it would be is a celebration of dime's greatness and all the greatness and the and the achievements that Pantera, all the great things Pantera achieved. So it's just a celebration of all things Pantera, a celebration of all things dime and everything. I mean, so you know that to me, that's what it is. You know, them getting together if they were to do it. So. Uh, no, but that's all up to the fellas. They have to talk that out and and settle whatever it is they got to settle. You know what I mean? But it's not like you know you invite Vinny over to the house because he happens to be in town and oh look at that Rex just happened to be here too. You know that sort of thing. Uh, no, I just I'll, I'll, they're all big boys. I'll let yeah. them sort it out. Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure they're big boys? 
<laughs> yes, they are. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> well, the, uh, and, they're, and they're my buddies, so yeah. you know, yeah. I'll let them. I'll let them. <laughs> they, they'll sort it out. So okay. Just do us all a favor and make sure Vinny doesn't read uh, uh, Phil's autobiography when it comes out. Just <laughs> that's not going to help things. Well, you know, I guess uh, you know in Rex's book it was talking about you know uh, Vinny, you know. Being in the A the A Rod steroid scandal, and that was you know that's probably just put a damper on this whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told someone the guys in the Dallas Cowboys where they won uh, best uh, metal uh, athletes or whatever. You know, this was at the Golden Guys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I told the guys I go because we were talking about steroids, Dan McGuire and all the guys, and I said, I said, yeah, I said it's crazy, man. I go to now they're 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 steroid testing for rock and roll. You know what I mean? <laughs> the guys are like, what? <laughs> They're like, oh, no. <laughs> There's steroid testing going on in rock bands. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is a great story. I remember with, uh, a while ago, they had that campaign, RAD, Rockers Against Drugs. Yeah. And I remember uh, Randy Castillo, bless his soul. I remember uh, Father Castillo. Uh, Randy's sitting there hanging out, and he just goes, the commercial's on it. It's Vince Neil. And it's Vince driving up on his motorcycle. He goes, hey, this is Vince Neal, Motley Crew. He goes, listen, man. He goes, I like to party just like the next guy. But I party clean, man. <laughs> and he goes, you do the same, man. He goes, now rock on. And he takes off on the motorcycle and it has rad. It says rockers against drugs. Randy, like, he like spits his beer out. He goes, rockers against drugs. <laughs> he goes, that's like Christians against Christ. Yeah. <laughs> he can't have that. <laughs> he goes, it's just like a Saturday Night Live skit. You know, <laughs> Christians against Christ. <laughs> that, that's, that was all about just reducing demand and so that there's greater supply. That's all that ad was about. <laughs> <laughs> totally did. I was just awesomely excellent. I was just like, after I said, I go, it really doesn't get much better than that. Well, Zach, we appreciate you taking the time this morning, man. Looking forward right, to you out, man. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it, guys. Have a good one. Guys. All right, you too, brother.
Brand new music from Within Temptation. Dangerous is the name of the song. That one featuring Howard Jones from Kill Switch Engage fame, of course. Man, that new record comes out. I think it's called Hydra. It comes out tomorrow uh, since this goes up on Monday. So check Brand it out. Brand new music. It's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, that's my prediction right there. The, the islands the, in the stream the of duets. metal. Yeah. Uh, Male-female yes. duets. You're going to love it. This is the year of it. That and the two lead singers that are going to die. Wait, no. No, no. They're uh, going to break up. Ah, that's right. Yeah. Any, any band with two lead singers. Which gonna, better not include in slay. <laughs> better not better not oh my goodness Mm-mm-mm. good times this uh what we're gonna t- oh we're gonna talk about uh we're gonna talk about this thing on the guy code for our last segment weren't we yeah now have you ever read anything on this blog before i've never read anything because if it I includes mtv like anywhere in the url i don't believe I'm not, I, don't I don't believe it has anything related to music in general if it says mtv on it yeah exactly like, wait what are we talking about is this a is this some kind of thing about uh teen women giving birth to babies at 16 or something or no i see I didn't even realize that MTV was still on the air. That's how long it's been since. I've oh, they're on the air. They just don't play music. So music yeah. television is not quite what it used to be. Huh. But uh, this blog apparently has uh, caught a little bit of wind with uh, with this, just with one of the recent posts called, Why are there so many cute girls at metal and hardcore concerts now? First off, that's a terrible title. Just so you know, guys, that, that's way too long of a title for your uh, for your blog your he- headline yeah. for your headline there. And also, the premise in and of itself is sort of kind of kind of odd. Uh, you know, the assumption being that that every show that you go to that is a metal show is pretty much a sausage fest, and that's what it's going to be. But I have always seen. No, I wouldn't say plenty of women at shows, but I don't. I I don't know. It's it's kind of a weird idea because what he's implying is that women are going to metal shows to pick up dudes. So you're seeing more single ladies. You're seeing more women that are going to shows uh, because that's where the dudes go, right? Which seems very. I've seen the dudes at metal shows. I don't know that ladies want to pick up the dudes that are at metal shows most of the time. I, some do because uh, you know there there's some hot guys out there, but. I don't know. We usually smell like onions and puke. It's kind of weird <laughs> most of the time. That may just be me, and I'm married, so that doesn't matter. They're definitely not going to be picking my ass up. I had so. it when I needed it. That's, that's take, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but the, the you know talking to the this guy went to a I think a pig destroyer show on a dying fetus show in New York at St. Vitus or something like that, and it said that even the bouncers notice that there's more women that are coming to the shows, and it seems to be more frequent than it used to be. The takeaway was, okay, guys, here's how you get laid in a metal show. Right. And I don't know if that should have been the point. I, I would have been more skeptical about the premise of this article until this past weekend. Because as soon as we walked into the that club to go see uh, Monomarth, Enslaved, and uh, Skeleton Witch, one of the first things that struck me was... Oh my goodness, look how many women there are. Here. Yeah, there were a lot of women at that show. Yeah. And I was like, well, maybe this, you know, Miami, Fort Lauderdale's, you know, sort of that's where the beautiful people are. You know, and I was like, you know, and, you know, it wasn't like they were all uh, ugly looking. They're not. There were a whole bunch of really attractive women there. And so I was like, well, look at that. And then it turned out that on the cruise, unlike our original prediction i think we were on the yeah, same page it was that- 60 40 uh, you know 60 percent men to 40 percent women right. for the most part and which uh, was a lot higher percentage a lot higher percentage than i expected 10 times what i expected. as my wife called it the sausage cruise yeah <laughs> but it wasn't it really it, wasn't. no it wasn't and it wasn't like uh the other possibility was uh, that it was um you know just couples yeah well I there saw, was a lot of that there was too. a lot but there were a number of like sort of you know packs of women who seem to be there in like threes and fours that i noticed that it was like oh well, interesting they're 
you know just here like the dudes are you know and that's kind of cool i don't know i think i think one of the things that came up in this uh in this blog post that i thought was uh just completely off base was uh this this line here the internet has helped uh demystify extreme music making it more accessible and less intimidating a girl can watch clips from Napalm Death concert and see that it's not as scary after all, which makes her more, much more likely to attend. You think I, that's true? I don't think that's true at all. I, I think that that they know what to expect from from a metal show, and and maybe they're just into the music. <laughs> so what? And right. The, and does that? Well, they could. Eh. But but I think that what he's basically saying is that they even you know if they were in the into the music before, they were still intimidated by attending a show. Maybe. But but I mean even I don't think that they were because I mean if you're into the music you kind of know what goes along with it at the show I mean you, do you I think you do I think or you, are you intimidated can, by it You're telling me that you've you've never gone to a show you know the, if you've gone to one show you seem pretty much pretty much what it's going to be like I mean for the most part right but a you gotta, five finger death punch show is going to be different than an napalm death show but but at the same time it's still a metal show and you kind of know what to expect so I don't. I don't. I I could totally see why somebody would go. You know. Oh, look. I'm not even going to walk in there. I just sit home and listen to my CDs. You know. I could totally see why they would do that. Out of just pure intimidation. Yeah. Until they eventually have that friend who goes, "We're going. Let's try this." I mean, I was like that with Gigi Allen. I remember Gigi Allen used to come in concert in town, and I'd be like, "I really want to go, but I just don't think I could." Because that's never been a stopgap for me, as far as like being afraid of what's going to happen at the show or anything. I didn't want to get pooped on. Yeah, but see, I I, I don't know. I mean, I I used to do like a bunch of hardcore shows, and there were always skinheads there. But but uh, you know, I'm I'm about as white as a ghost anyway. (laughs) So that didn't that you know, I wasn't afraid of that of that sort of aspect. But I knew it never intimidated me. Uh, you know, it's in you know metal shows. A lot of time can be in the worst parts of town. You know, because they used to have these in warehouse districts where it was like nothing but homeless people. Around. So there's always like the dangerous part of town that Absolutely. was more scary. Yeah. You know, things like that. But I, I never it never stopped me from going. It so seeing that as something that would be that way seems a little odd to I don't know. Me. You're a big dude. It looks like he could probably uh, you know handle himself. I can't. I can't. I'm a but pussy. if you are, if you walked into a room. And there is you are the only one like you, and you are physically smaller than everybody else in that room. I could see how that could be a, a it, the concept could be a very intimidating uh, concept. Mm, and yeah. I, I just think that uh, you know I, I'm just I wonder if that is what has changed. Has it made it so that you're demystified? Because I don't know. I watch these videos and and I don't. Not saying that metal is as dangerous, quote unquote, as it used to be, uh, uh, or or any less dangerous or anything, but it just doesn't. Uh, I don't see anything going on in these videos that says it's okay to come now. Come on, girls, you know. I, well, and that's I don't see anything different from ten years ago, from fifteen years right, ago, from yeah. twenty years ago. I mean, I've been going to shows for a long time, and it doesn't seem like. You don't see more chicks than you used to. Well, no, no, I see more chicks than I used to, but but I but I'm not seeing like a change in the way the show is. Right, absolutely. You know, so not. so like the the way the dynamics of it is not different. Absolutely, so I agree with you there. So ten years ago, you you see it. There's a mosh pit. There's this. There's that. There's all these things that go on, but that's not different. That's still the same. Right. So you something know. has happened to the perception that females have of the shows, or to their attractiveness to the uh, attract 
attraction right. to the music to the music and i think i think they're actually becoming more attracted to the music like this is, we're getting more breakthroughs and more women that are really enjoying the music that they're listening to uh, than there ever has been you know or at least maybe we're just put, putting out better metal now and stuff is coming out that's that's even better yeah. than, it, than it used to be i think it's interesting the way that like um it, and it isn't like uh those things that needed everybody felt needed to happen in order to bring women into the music which would include uh either extremely attractive guys as the singer or females in the band that sort of thing there's not any more of that than no, there used to be yeah, i mean exactly. there is a little bit but, but not much not much and i don't think that's making any difference especially when they're you know the big example is dying fetus and pig destroyer some of the ugliest dudes this scene has got <laughs> no offense I, I don't know dying fetus man you know well okay yeah, 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 yeah. John so john, i'm not gonna say anything bad about john gallagher because uh, I'm, I'm saying nothing bad about any of those he'd guys eat my, he'd eat my firstborn child <laughs> uh, and he's a badass <laughs> but it's like, yeah, they're, they're, you know, these uh, the, the women are coming to the shows despite the looks of the guys in the bands. And, I, you know, I think it's great because I think it, it continues to feed into my long running theory now for the last few months that th- this uh, uh, genre is growing in popularity. Yeah. And one of the best things to bring more people into a club is the prospect of attractive women being there. That is true. I, I was saying that before where we were talking about that uh, on the ship. Actually, was that how do you get more guys to a metal show? How do you get more people to come out to a metal show? Well, you get more women to that show. Yes. More men will come out and in, in, in search of there might be a possibility. Yeah. If not, if they have no chance in hell, they'll still go. I, I'd like to look at that. <laughs> Looking at that is fun. That's pretty cool. Because there's nothing more disturbing than, you know, just a bunch of dudes hanging around a room listening to loud music and sweating all over each other. Yeah. It can be a little bit disturbing. At least have at least have something to look at. <laughs> a poster <laughs> on the wall. It's a Miller Lite poster, but it's all good. You but know? I don't think it's even so much that as no, much as it really isn't. To be honest, I think that it the 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 uh, uh, women attending the show kind of makes it a little more welcoming and less intimidating to guys as well and i just the fact that they are there and i think that you know really? obviously yeah i think that that you if, there's, know, if there's one thing that is more intimidating to metal dudes well that's it's true chicks yeah i mean because as long as you don't have to talk because women are much more like some of the shyest people i know are metal guys and you Absolutely. would ne- you would never guess right you would think oh this guy's all tough and burr, 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 burr. no they're yeah. more just shy Look at our shoes. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. I don't know if I want to buy you a drink or not. Uh, yeah. you know, blah, 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 blah. And, th- and that's sort of what this article kind of boiled down to in the end was how to pick up a cute chick at a metal show. That <laughs> is ridiculous. Yeah, yes. like, that's a bunch of crap. And you know, I mean, it, it, it's just like, yeah, it's whatever. And I, just real quick, go through some of these tips, right? Dress slightly better than everyone else. Bring a wingman. Get there early. Know your stuff, right? Yeah, and 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 it, when it came to to this metal cruise, I think I was four for four. So I I say one. You were my wingman. I definitely dressed better than anybody else. That that is true. And and I got there early, and I know my stuff. Well, you dressed better than anybody else in a, in in a non metal way, which is not the way to go. <laughs> oh oh, don't, there's no qualification there. It just says dress better. It doesn't say dress better with a be- you know cleaner bathroom t shirt. It do, it doesn't it doesn't matter. It's just like anything else. Dudes are they're stupid tips. I, I know the guy claimed that he was trying to be funny i didn't laugh i didn't even feel like right. uh 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 uh, uh, uh and like a, oh you just failed kind of like uh, i didn't have that uh, 
it, okay. there was no attempt at humor here. No, not really. It was really that I thought was the disturbing end to a very interesting article. I, I think it's an interesting idea that, 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 or I think it, I don't know. I don't think it was even an interesting article. I don't Oh, really, I did. I, cause I don't really even care. Cause I, I, th- I think, is it a thing? Is it not a thing? I mean, does it matter if it's a thing or not? Uh, why don't we just like do it? If you, cause, cause I, th- I'm afraid if you shine light on anything like this, it's going to like make it go away. Nah. You, know, you know, let's say, uh, Hey, let's point the spotlight on the women that are coming to shows. No, and they're like, Oh, I'm going to run away. All it does is do more of what he was saying, which is demystifying the whole thing. Does it? Or yes. not? I don't know. I think it's scary. Absolutely. Scared. I think it's, you know, turn on, turn the lights on the roaches run. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to scare anybody away. I think the problem is, is when you implied to women come to the shows because there's a boatload of dudes who want to hit on you now that's it's intimidating okay. that's, yeah, again there you thing. screwed up yeah, but yeah, if you yeah. go come to the shows because there's a whole bunch of other chicks that are coming to the shows they're like oh oh my goodness i hadn't realized i could just hang out with other chicks yeah 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 good mm, to go i don't know <laughs> i can't talk to women anyway so. i think it'd be interesting I, I we don't see this trend really happening here in austin and it'd actually be, that is true down it, down here i haven't seen a whole lot of it. Yeah. The, the the women that i know that go to metal shows have are always have. have always gone like i've known them for a yeah. long time and i don't see a whole new crop coming out I'm, right I, every once in a while i'll see some new ones but but you know it just depends and i I don't know. I, I don't know what can make that change or if that's going to change. You well, never know. Articles like this help. Yeah, it does it. Though at least the first half of it does. Yeah, I think we got to get the more. Once we get more gateway tours through here, I, I still think there needs to be more gateway. Did you drugs. say gateway tours? Get no gateway. Gateway. <laughs> Not gateway. See, that's the other crowd that needs to start showing up to metal shows. No, they're they're way too beautiful. <laughs> Sorry, they are way too beautiful. I am no longer the best dressed man at the oh, metal show. Damn it! Look at those abs, you son of a bitch. Uh, uh, we'll be doing body shots all night long. <laughs> all right, we got to wrap up this damn podcast, man. Next week, I have no idea what the hell we're going to be doing. I, I keep on pushing for one. You keep on pushing back, and I don't know why. Uh, we'll see what's going to happen. we got to come up with some kind of uh, 70,000 tons recap uh, episode or something like that. Uh, just uh, check back every Monday here at MetalSucks.net. You'll see a new podcast. And, yeah, in It fact, could be just uh, us two douchebags talking for in, an entire hour. In fact, hour. come back to Metal Sucks every day because maybe one day this week or next week, the special episode pops up. Uh, you don't want to miss that. Who knows? And you uh, subscribe on iTunes. I was going to say, if you subscribe on iTunes, you'll have it in your uh, on your device or whatever. Whenever it does, whenever new stuff pops up from the podcast, it'll it'll be there as well. And uh, we'll tweet about it. So uh, follow me at Beer Today. That dude over there, Godless at Godless Speaks. And uh, check us out every week on the Metal Sucks Podcast. Time for the tonight, tonight.